Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Good afternoon. This is Chatting with Nat. It's Natalie Jean. It's Natalie G. Today, we have the honor of having a recording artist called Ashes. Um, and we're waiting for them to come in. But let me read the bio right now. London-based Titan performing her salt ash burst into the dance music scene with her full self-titled debut album in 2016. Produced by the late Daniel Tridholm, a.k.a. Cruelty, which quickly gained popularity amongst music fans worldwide. Since released, a string of successful singles with stamp approval tastemakers such as the Garden, Billboard, MTV, Attitude Magazine, Noisy, Pop Justice, Wonderland, and Clash with BBC Radio introducing Radio 1 and 1 Extra and Spotify, NMF, UK, and The Pop List, also showing their support. She has toured with artists such as Tove Sturk, Say Lulu, Nemo, Bright Light, Bright Light, and A's pop sensation Tiffany. Now, with the release of her second album, um, it's clear to see Salt Ashes is on the verge of becoming a household name. Hotly tipped UK-based alt-pop electronic artist Salt Ashes, real name. Uh, so, one second, text me now. I uh, the, uh, hold on. Where was I? She's trying to log in. Uh, hold on. Uh, hold on. Well, well, what you can see is that I'm typing the argument while she's trying to log in. Hotly UK-based pop electronic artist Salt Ashes' real name, Via Sanchez, on November 5th, 2021, released her highly anticipated sophomore album, Killing My Mind, at Radical Records. The album arrived with the focus on technology. She's going to try to teach technology from the UK, so she's just trying to log in. Um, um, I'm typing right now because no one can see that. Uh, telling her, um, telling her she should be able to log in. People from Ireland. Uh, she's trying to log in. Um, so here we are. She has a longer bio than that, um, which describes the album. Uh, no, no, no. I'm going to just keep. Let me show you the higher Um, I'm just going to 
the dead air. I'm just trying to get through this. I'm just trying to get through some technical differences. Difficulties. She's trying to get on using the phone. I said she should try to use the computer. I don't know. We will see if this is going to happen today. I will have to delete this. No. It's okay. This happens from across the pond. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for the lack of. Or, I mean, there's some air. We have some dead. So one of the questions I ask, first question I ask, um, 
podcast. You know, obviously we know the past couple of years have been horrible. Um, so many sense, and there's so many sense of the word horrible. You know, people have lost lives. Um, people have lost limbs. Um, people are dealing with long-term COVID. But on the flip side, there's been positive things that have come out. You know, people. I read several articles. One recently of people quitting their jobs um, because they realized they wanted to do something more fulfilling for them, more of a passion. Mm-hmm. It's good for me, but I want to do something that they're excited about. You know, the pandemic is showing people life is really short. People want to go to Augusta. They want to go for that dream. Climate um, change, mm-hmm. you know, the levels of pollution went down when we were in the streets, animals in the trees. Very happy. They thought life has not to come. Well, we had to come back. Um, family members, the members were walking together. They cut hours uh, of business because they realized they weren't spending enough time with um, their family members. And artists like us, um, you know, they created EPs, albums, singles, um, created music, did cover some. decided, no, we're not going to do music anymore. So there was a lot of self introspection. So during this time, did you um, have any introspection? Did you change if you were going to be perceived as an artist? What did you think about? I, yeah, I mean, I think during that time, you had kind of no choice but to learn and adapt and, and all of that kind of stuff. But for me, I think initially, um, I quite enjoyed the simple life, and I never realized that I would enjoy that because I'm, I'm normally very much on the go. I'm always always busy always doing something like before before the pandemic I was flying to different countries like nearly every definitely every month and was just all over the place so actually being able to stop and um take a breath I know obviously that all this terrible stuff was going on in the world but you know in my own little world uh I suddenly realized I actually quite enjoyed that simple life and just having the structure and getting up at a certain time and having my routine and all of that kind of stuff I really enjoyed. And then in terms of music, initially actually it hindered it a little bit because initially I didn't feel creative at all for the first, I'd say like three months or something. All of my friends right. and other creatives were like, oh my God, I'm being so creative and all of this time and space, it's amazing. And I was like, I was like, oh my God, I'm, I do not feel that. I, I was like, I think in a way I was a bit like, cool, I don't need to create anything and I can just be something different right now. Um, and just kind of, I was, I was getting really like cozy at home and like doing gardening and doing all the really non-rock and roll stuff. Um, but I really enjoyed that. And then and then later on, I, I then found kind of my voice and my writing again. And at that point, I think I realized the pandemic kind of made me not be so such a perfectionist in a way and just kind of write for the sake of writing and see what comes out. I think the the lack of pressure was good because there wasn't really any time pressure or anything like that because the world was shut down. So it kind of felt like, well, I'm just going to be writing for for the sake of writing and, and whatever comes out, comes out. And that and that meant that I could, well, I created the, the second album in that way and it did mean that the, the sound kind of progressed in a way that I don't think it would have done without the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Yeah, I agree with you. A lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, I'm creating so much stuff. And in my head, I was, my head was void. <laughs> I, I really, I mean, one reason, I mean, December of 2020, I did get the first COVID. So 
I was mm-hmm. tired and in the mood for a lot of stuff, but yeah. I definitely agree with you in the sense that I was not motivated to write yeah. anything here. Not I was just like, yeah. I was like, music. Uh, I completely <laughs> understand that. Now, did you get involved in music? Was it something that you saw, you heard? What made you decide uh, that Vega Sanchez, and now as artist of Salt Ashes, uh, needs to be involved in the music industry? It, it kind of happened quite um, naturally, actually. Um, I think from a very young age, I was I was always just singing, um, you know, always wanting to perform and doing like whatever performance I could do at school, I would always try and go for it. And then mm. at about 14, that's when I kind of did something that, what I would consider a little bit more serious, like an enter, I could enter the school singing competition, which is obviously not very serious, but in, at that time it felt like it was. And then, um, yeah, from there, just kind of, I, I think everything just kind of fell into place. But I, I think maybe I was about 16 when I thought, oh, when I learned that I could probably do it as a profession, whereas before that it was just kind of um, maybe a dream or just like a thing that, just something that I love doing. Um, so, yeah, so from there I realised I could study it, and that meant that it pleased my parents, because obviously my parents were like, we need to get an education, and so I was like, well, if I go to college and you need to do music, then that kind of kills two birds with one stone. Um, so, yeah, it kind, of, it kind of happened naturally, and, uh, yeah, the, the music college was, and music uni was obviously great for that, and then, and it just kind of carried on from there. I always felt like I could have a career in music um, somehow. It just right. maybe wasn't necessarily like one particular road, but it could have been like a million different roads, which it has been. It really has been um, since I left uni. It was, it's been like so many different things all within the music industry, which has kept me afloat and, you know, able to continue to do it full time. Wow. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Now, how did you come up with the name Salt Ashes? <laughs> it's um, it was actually just written on the side of a boat in Brighton, and I I love going by the sea. I it's just like a place which totally calms me. And if I'm ever having a bad day or a bad moment in my life, then I always have to go by the sea, and it always just calms me down and just puts things in perspective. And yeah, I saw I saw that name there, and at the time I was. I don't know, at the time I thought it was just going to be a song lyric or, or something like that. And I, and I tried to use it quite a few times and it just never quite fit. And then when my manager and I were thinking of uh, a moniker for my name, which I thought was just going to be kind of a temporary um, project name, uh, that kind of felt right because I was writing a lot about kind of like love loss and seas and all the different elements, like, you know, earth, wind, fire kind of, kind of thing. And it felt, yeah, it just felt like it really fit, and I quite like the imagery of it, even though right. a lot of people think a lot of people think that it sounds like a rock band or like a heavy metal band. <laughs> yeah, which, which I love, love the fact that when somebody hears the name of your, they're thinking something totally different, and they get something different, which yeah. for me, which for me is very exciting. So I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I never thought about it like that, but yeah. So, how important is it for you to be authentic in your music career and as a person? I mean, it is very important. I can't say that I've 
maybe always done it, but it's not been intentional when I haven't done it. But right. I think it's probably like the thing that all artists want to do and, and always kind of reminding themselves that can also be really easy to, you know, I'm being completely honest here, it can also be really easy to get carried away or caught up in just everything, just, you know, life and what other people say and whoever you're working with, their influence and all of that kind of stuff, or, or doing even just social media and seeing um, what's kind of happening there. But I do feel like the older I get, the easier the authenticity becomes. I think it's just because I care a little bit less about what other people think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I definitely, in, in the early days, even though there was there was a lot of me there, there was also some industry people that were kind of pushing me down certain roads that I had no idea what was down there and <laughs> I had to kind of, well, I didn't have to, but I kind of followed them thinking that they, that it was gospel and they right. knew more than I did and it just wasn't me. And so there definitely was a period of time, a good few years where, you know, I just didn't feel like myself as the artist that I was representing. Um, the music was always me, but it was more so about like interviews and just how I was, portraying myself I was being told what to do and say and obviously as you can imagine that's not um it's not ideal and also not not within my character like I'm I'm such a headstrong person that I almost can't believe that that happened to me that I even let that happen but as I said it's, I think sometimes it can be really easy to get caught up with things like that especially if you admire or um yeah respect but well admire the person that you're working with Right. Um, no, I, I totally agree with you in regards to the whole when you know music industry for anybody is trying to tell you what to do with your music. It's a horrible thing. I think that uh, a lot of people don't understand the music industry anymore. I think the music industry has evolved over time in many of the genres, and that um, we have enabled like the radio stations or. Uh, industry companies um, to think that there's only one way to write or one way to tell a story. And for mm-hmm. me, it's a bunch of BS. It's like, obviously, mm-hmm. if you're writing for sync and licensing and stuff like that, it's totally different because there's a criteria that they want, that they need mm-hmm. for specific things. That's totally different. But when you're writing, especially if you're really into music, and when I say really into music, is if you're you're trying to make a difference, you know, Everybody can make a difference in any type of songs or genres that they write, even if it's a love song or a breakup song, um, or it's about climate change, or it's about abuse, or whatever the case may be. Somebody's trying to give you a message. And I mm-hmm. think for me, with the music industry, um, the music industry has to evolve and understand there are many ways to say something. There are many ways to sing something. And, and it can still be a hit. It can be a great song. It doesn't even have to start. It could be whatever. But it, it. But what needs to happen is that these industry people need to open their minds and, you know, start playing, you know, different types of songs. This was like, I, I just don't get the industry that much anymore. You know, they want to inundate the same artists all the time. It's almost mm. as if you have to die off so that you can learn about other artists. I mean, the one thing about the, the pandemic is that during that time, especially with TikTok and stuff like that, people got to know other artists, independent artists. 
because they yeah. have time to. Because what yeah. happens is, is that people sit down and they listen to the same people that they know. You know, there yeah. are some people out there that will um, try to find other artists because they're really into music. They want to hear what people have to say. But then there's some people that are just like, okay, they listen to my thing. I'm just going to listen to that. Um, mm-hmm. Also helps uh, the women in the music industry get noticed more, you know, with uh, during the pandemic. A lot of people are like, who, who's this? Who's that? Um, yeah. Uh, what do you think about all of that? I mean, in the sense of the music industry, they need to be more open-minded. It's just like, for me, people that review music only review the music they think that they want to hear. And it's not necessarily about their audience. Mm. Yeah, it's true. I think it's really weird because, you know, recently I was having a conversation where I was thinking, oh, the music industry is changing for for good, for the better. But actually, I think there's just only sort of small slivers of that every now and then, and then it just goes back to the same the same old stuff. Um, one thing that I am liking in the industry at the moment is like how genres are kind of um, merging between, and how artists feel like they're they feel a little bit more free with with that. But then at the same time, going back to what you're saying, uh, reviewers and stuff also won't review artists that aren't in their genre, even though we, we are having this kind of cross-fading between genres. So, I don't yeah. know, it's all, it's all a bit um, crazy. I mean, I it is quite funny when I get the bloggers kind of um, reviews back, as in, so, so my PR will send me a list of uh, publications that they sent my music to, and then and then I basically get all the feedback, which is which can be really brutal, and I've actually stopped reading yeah. it now, but but I've, I've actually, it was so funny because one time, I think it was for my EP, um, I had like one review saying, this is way too FK Twigs, and then one, un- and, and like, they don't like it, and then one underneath saying, I love it, it's really, it, it sounds a little bit like FK Twigs. <laughs> like, uh, or, or like one person was like, I think it should, that she should try and go a little bit more FK Twigs, or something like that, and it's like, oh God, it just, you just can never get it right. And again, music is subjective. So That's right. That's the key. Music is subjective. Yeah. There will be a bunch of people that will love your music, and there will be some people that are like, eh, I don't know, it's not for me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I am, that I understand completely. But yeah. those people don't understand that. You know, some people, well, mm-hmm. I don't like it, and it shouldn't be on the air. Okay, well, the, you're just one opinion. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just one opinion. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. What I, I always tell radio people what about if you played the song just to see what people would say oh my god yeah. I'm, I, absolutely that'd be amazing but no they, I think they're too scared about their reputation being well I don't know yeah. Yeah. but you know I always say well you know I, I wish we could find the people that had the balls to do some of this stuff <laughs> because yeah. there, there are too many people that are so afraid to do stuff I just I can't live my life like that um, I just released a song called Blocked. It's a country single. It's a different oh, type of, it's a different type of country single. It's it's very country, you know, with the banjo fiddle, all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. what's interesting is that country people don't know what to do with it. Because <laughs> because of the topic. So it's called Blocked mm-hmm. and it's about blocking people on social media. I'm a social impact message type of writer. But mm-hmm. they don't know what to do with, deal with that because, you know, with country music country music it's about 
oh, breakup, love, I miss my dog, or whatever. That's, they don't know that there's more to write about than those typical things. That's, that's mm. the thing that I'm talking about. Music mm. evolves over time. And what, and what people, I think some people in the country industry don't even know that. I mean, I did some research. There's like country gothic, country pop, country mm. all There's so many things in different genres. And I agree with you. I think people are afraid to try to try something new. Because they're afraid mm. that they lose their their um, li- listening people, but the thing is, they may do more because yeah. they dip their toe in something else. Somebody said to me, Natalie, because they want to write with me, and they said, "You know what I like about you, Natalie, because you tiptoe over the edge of stuff." I like mm. to write. I want to write what I'm going to write. I don't. That's why I'm a type of person that doesn't necessarily want to be on a label unless it was an indie label that allowed me to do what I want. There's no way. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. Now, are you? Yeah, are, I, mean, I think you, you have to, you have to take risks in life to get anywhere. That's what I always believe. That's right. Are you on a label? Yeah, I'm on a label, but they're an indie, a small indie label called Radical, and um, they're brilliant because I have, you know, they give me full artistic control and support me in every right. way that I need. So, yeah, they that's, work. That's a beautiful thing. When you're on an indie label and they let you do your thing, they let you be the creative that you are. And I also tell people, listen, they don't see people that paint or draw. Why are you doing this? Why is the line here? Why is this blue? Why is this black? They let them play. But for some reason, the stigma in the music industry is like, I don't know. That's that. That's it. That's not It really gets, really gets on my nerves yeah yeah I know I think I think labels um I mean they always feel like they I think they want to be a part of the of the creative process I think that's what right. always seems to happen it's like they always want to just feel like they've had some input and quite often I remember right. when I've like worked with other artists who have been on big labels and that the A&R will say oh can you turn the guitar down or whatever and nine times out of ten the, the producer will say yeah, I'm just going to tell them that I've turned it down and send it back to them and just see what they say. And yeah. nine, nine times out of ten, it's like, yeah, God, that sounds great. Yeah, exactly. Like, you you're see? right. <laughs> you see? It's just ridiculous. Um, so I'm going to play your song, Body Says. Tell me what that's about. Body Says is essentially about consent and owning your own body and your choices and really just dismantling um, assumptions that people often put on another person. Um, mm. And, yeah, just owning that message that consent should never be, you know, should never be a, a, a question or it should it should be asked, you know, it should be something that right. but it, it shouldn't be questioned. So, yeah, that's what Boy Says is about. All right, I'm going to play it. I don't need a reason. I'm sorry, I'm just trying to see if it's It's nice to meet you. I didn't catch your name. Yes, I'm single. What a thing to say. What's on my skin? They're creeping. No, I'm 
but it's it was kind of written in um, lockdown as well with my producer. Um, well, half was written with my producer, half half just me. And Louis, my producer Louis, we we spent that time together, just kind of hating on the world and and just you know questioning life and going, what are we doing? And we we both definitely suffered with a bit of depression, probably like the rest of the world and anxiety and. And I think you can hear a lot of that in some of the lyric writing, but essentially we wanted to make um, a real and honest album, but also something that you could dance to and cry to and laugh to and all of the different emotions. Um, And we definitely used kind of a lot of 80s bands and songs that are our influences to, to reference for this album. That's awesome. I like the title of the song. I like the title of the album. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's basically, Killing My Mind is is kind of like my ongoing battle with myself, where I'm just I'm my own worst enemy, and I'm I'm my own worst critic, and I'm, I'm my harshest critic, and you know, I don't know whether you do the same thing, but I'm always in my head about something and overanalyzing, and you know, then trying to tell myself stop analyzing, and blah, blah. so I feel like Killing My Mind kind of summed up. Because that especially happened during the pandemic, which, again, probably so many people going through the same thing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I just really felt like killing my mind totally summed up, you know, I'm kind of harming myself just with my mind in a way. Yeah, no, I think it digs deep um, on many levels for many different people about things that they go through the thoughts that they come come up for them. Like you could ha- be having a great day and thinking you're okay. And then somebody says one word to you and you're like, Oh, let me think about that. Maybe that's true. Oh, maybe mm-hmm. I should, maybe I should. you second guess yourself all the time. And I, I think mm-hmm. you're right that during the pandemic, people were really thinking about all kinds of different things um, because of the, the time that you had to think about things. And then you're yeah. looking at and you're just like I can't believe this I mean in myself I had to pinch myself every morning just to see if I didn't go back in time to the 1920s and 30s because you never think that in the 2000s or 2020s that you're going to hear about a plague where yeah. the world gets shut down and you can't go outside because if you breathe the air you're going yeah. to get and you may die and you may get this that and the other no I, can, yeah, I completely get it I think yeah. the, the album Definitely came at, at the right time. Um, so how, I, how how was your pandemic? How were you during it? Um, my pandemic. Um, hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> in the beginning, I was just like, okay, I, I, you know, at first I was like, oh, this is just a weird thing, and then when they shut down things, I was just like, okay, this is real. Um, <laughs> and I was working from home at the time, and. A lot of things happened for me um, in May of uh, 2020. I decided to leave my job. So I was one of those uh, for many, many different reasons. Uh, one of the things they were asking us to get um, vaccinated. I wasn't ready at that time to do that. And, and there was other crap that was going on. Yeah. So I did that. And then, I mean, in November, November, 18th to be exact, my cat died. My cat had a tumor, so I had to put him to sleep. Then my friend died on the same day. I mean, 20 is an 
ugly, 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 ugly. Ugly, yeah, no, not good. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And then a month later, I got COVID. <laughs> and, I, and I was very careful, but I, I, I did go to the, I think I got it at the gym. But anyway, and yeah. I and I have the long-term effects of the COVID. Um, oh, no. I do. I have a lot of the long-term effects. Those long-term effects are no joke. And then recently I went to uh, the Grammys nice. and came back with COVID again. Now I was vaccinated and boosted and I got COVID. It was interesting. Yeah, but I think I think that's quite a good a good place to get it though, to say that you yeah, got it from the Grammys. But here's the thing. Here's the thing though. I agree with you, but I went around eight people, a group of eight. We all hung out together. I went to a couple of things. Out of eight of us, only three of us got it. Huh. Huh. And I, yes, uh, huh, it's the right, right word or, huh, or, or sound to come out because it's, it, that, that brings out a very interesting dynamic. It's yeah. like it's to, to, towards certain people that have certain things in their system. And I'm a person that had it or had it already. And I was boosted right. in back and I still got it. I have a friend that. I have a friend that's never been vaccinated or whatever and, and got it three times. They keep talking, yeah. oh, if you get it, you're going to build up your immune system. But I think that's crap. It's <laughs> BS. It's BS. I don't give in to it. So, yeah. So I know, that, yeah. It's hard, isn't it? We know, the, yeah. Thing, the problem is all this stuff we don't actually know. It's, we really don't no. know. You don't. And um, so the second time around wasn't as bad, but I had a fever and a really bad cough, and I and I was tired and messed up my brain again. And so here I am. Uh, it's just it, it it was it definitely was a crazy time. But after the year, again, like 2021 is when I decided no, I got to get back into this music thing, you know. And in, in October of 2021, I released like seven singles back to back. So hi. Uh, yeah, yeah, so are you. Yeah, yeah, thanks. So I got back into the game and all that stuff. One of the things that I've learned uh, because of the pandemic, because we had downtime, as you know, I did a lot of webinars on uh, music and TikToks and stuff like that. And TikTok is very interesting. Like some people don't want to be on TikTok. They think it's silly. But there's so many different dynamics to it. It's, if you yeah. can learn things, people go yeah. on there press. They make you. Some people make you laugh. Some people sing. Mm-hmm. There's different dynamics, and they they're saying now that more people and Netflix streams way more. They said wow. you do five videos a day. No, I don't have time for that. But I'm getting I'm getting better. I don't have time for that. But they said videos that get those views or or shares are the ones where people are authentic. Authenticity mm. is the yeah. Do that's why I think the music industry BS to a certain degree when it comes to what they play because mm. people want the authentic singer songwriters, the independent artists. I'm not saying I'm not trying to poo poo on the mainstream artists, but poo poo. Okay, some of these, <laughs> I mean, they have 12 songwriters for one damn song. Why do you need all the songwriters for one song? Yeah, you know by the way, <laughs> it's oh ridiculous. Ridiculous. So, um, when when people see regular people doing authentic things on videos, they're like, "Oh, I can do that." That's mm. what people like. 
they, they may say, oh, there's Salt Ashes doing a song about this, that, and the other. Oh, I agree with that. I've got to listen to more Salt Ashes because mm. they hope when I need to when I need to bang my head against the wall or whatever the case is, I can listen to Salt Ashes. This is what people want, and this is mm. what the music industry is missing. Okay? Yeah. yeah. They, they want Bieber's yummy, yum, yum, whatever he's saying, blah, blah, blah. That's great. But <laughs> they're, they want authenticity. I can't. I yeah. Can't. And. Okay, clear enough. <laughs> clear enough. And here's, here's the kicker. The music industry for us than it was back in the day. Back in the day, you had a little um, a record. You go to the DJ, can you play it nine times out of ten? They're probably going to play it. Here, we have streaming services. We have to be on all, all these social media platforms. Now, when you're writing a song, if you want to, you just don't think about, okay, here's my theme. Here's the story. You need to think about, will this song work? Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Can somebody can so, oh, can somebody get this and use it? Yeah. This different type of industry now. And do you like that industry like that? This is what I ask myself every day. Um. Uh. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That's a question. I don't. I don't like it in the sense that now. You know, you have to be on all these things. You have to see if your song will work for somebody to use it on the, the TikToks and all that kind of crap. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, if somebody uses it, then they can share it. Other people can use it. You can kind of make some money. I mean, because it was streaming, we're not making it half a penny. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're not selling merch um, and, and you're not trying to do sync and licensing, what else is there? Yeah trying yeah. to get all these dreams and trying to become popular and all this crap. Um, it, it makes, it makes it tougher to be honest, honest with you. Mm. Um, it makes it a lot tougher for people coming out um, and trying yeah. to do music because there's yeah. millions of us trying to do it. And then yeah. try to get it to these influencers, you know, they want to get paid. Nobody wants to do things to help you anymore. I just think that it's, it's just ridiculous. They're already millionaires, but they want to get paid some more money. Yeah. I, just can't, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Everything that you just said. <laughs> it's just, um, it's, it's, I'm going to play your song, Lucy. See what that's about. Lucy is actually a very similar um, subject to Body Says, but it's actually written from my own personal experience of, um, you know, being at a petrol station and some guy just kind of whistling at me and, you know, winking at me and all this kind of stuff. And initially I was just, I was being polite because I thought that he recognized me Um, and then soon realized that he wasn't. And after that, it became very hostile and I was kind of shunned and sworn at because I said, no, thank you. Um, So it's, yeah. And, you know, it's it's just a very, very kind of cat calling world and it's obviously not as bad as it used to be but I do I do think that men still feel like they can sort of kiss at you and you know objectify you so it's about objectification and commodification of, of women basically and Lucy represents every woman that's ever been objectified or commodified in that way 
I agree. Like a mannequin behind those eyes I stand at the gas pump You say that I want some You bury me for a smile Showing kind of to a suicide I'm on with my body You think you can have me You better And they kicked him out, and 
you know, he was trying to blame me. It's just like, dude, just, I mean, but, you know, it's, it's really interesting because there, there have been women in the United States that have been killed because they didn't give in to the advances of a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's like, um, you know, it's such a simple word, no. Um, but, yeah, it, it holds so much power. And um, for some reason, people, why can't people just accept the no and also just accept that it might not even be personal. It might be that the other person is, you know, they're, checking, they're looking out for themselves. They, you have no idea what kind of situation they're going through or anything about them. And this is what I was saying about body says It's like, it's trying to dismantle those assumptions that we put on other people because just because someone is smiled at you or is wearing a low-cut top or is even just like being polite and talking to you, it does not mean that you can assume that they want anything more from you. And then when we get that no, when people get a no, they get offended. And it's like, just take the no, man, and go, no worries, see you later. Right. No, yeah. <laughs> what what is your writing process like and if you get writer's block how do you deal with it you know I feel like I have writer's block 98% of the time and then when I write a song I get like imposter syndrome <laughs> which is mad but I well, the way that I normally write a song is I always start with, like, some chords, and then I start, and then I create a melody, and then the lyrics usually come afterwards. Um, but, as I said, yeah, like, whenever I've written a song, I'm always like, did I, did I write that? Did I just, did I, no, I don't think I wrote that. And it's like, no, no, you did. And it's just this full imposter syndrome every single time. So, yeah, I feel like I'm in a continuous writer's block my entire life. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, I... I'm I'm still old school. I usually yell at the piece of paper or the screen. <laughs> Why isn't anything coming out? <laughs> and then I that's away. a good technique. I should yeah, try that. You know, yeah, do it. Just yell and see if it starts to pop up. Um, and I yeah, walk I away. yeah, go on. You walk away. And then I come back. Well, no, oh, many I sleep on it. Ah, then, yeah. The thing is, I can't be forced to write. That's also the problem. Like, when yeah. I'm forced to write, nothing will come through. Yeah. You know what I've um, started doing, actually, as well? First, first of all, is cold showers in the morning. Um, that seems to just help everything. And also, the first thing that I do when I wake up in the morning is I grab my notepad and I just write whatever is in my mind. Yeah, have you heard of the, that book, The Artist Way? Usually through, I like to start with the chorus and I work around the chorus for my team. Mm. Um, and, and that's the way I'm able to build, uh, create a song. And sometimes, you know, sometimes I try to do the first verse, chorus, first verse, bridge, whatever. But then I'm like, why am I doing that? I, I now find that I like to write um, like like poem rather mm. than doing that. I, I, and, and I you know. I do folk Americana, country, singer-songwriter things. I mean, I write several different genres, but when I'm supposed to write for myself, I find that I like it better. I like storytelling of writing a poem rather than mm-hmm. so. For me, it seems like it's very rigid to keep writing the same way, you know? Right, and then yeah, yeah. I myself, 
and say, no, I can do whatever I want. And then, then that's and that's an interesting irony is those are songs that people like. They're like, oh, my God, this is different. Oh, my God, Natalie, this is so good. And then, so, yeah, and then they, they just don't know where to put you. Um, <laughs> what, what do you love most about being an artist? Um, I think probably the freedom of expression and also having a platform to be able to get, well, to be able to get people talking about topics like consent and women's rights and things like that. And I think I've really appreciated how important that is and and, and how I should utilize it more until quite recently. Um, but I now I really appreciate it, especially, I think, I think, yeah, I kind of, I, Appreciate it when that song Lucy came out because I had so many women, excuse me, I had so many women coming forward and messaging me about all of their experiences, which was obviously really sad, but also um, kind of highlighted how important it is that people like me and yourself, we we do use our platform to to start conversations because it, I also had men messaging me, you know, asking me what the problem was. And, you know, it's just like, okay, well, let's have a conversation about it. And so, I, I, yeah, I kind of suddenly see the value in that. And I think that's really important as artists to utilize that as much as they can. That's pretty awesome. Now, what are three things you wish you had known before you got into the music industry? Hmm. Um, that people will, can I swear on here? Yeah, you can. People will bullshit you till the cows come home. <laughs> That's right, man. Like, right. Over and over and over again. Um, number two, that you're going to question and doubt yourself every day and just to right. keep doing you and don't question that. Um, and number three... I would just tell myself to make sure that you enjoy the journey and it's because it's not about the end goal, it's about the journey. And you said you said all of it. You said all of it. Also, another fact, uh, <laughs> the music industry is a lot of work. It's just it. No matter how you spin it, yeah. it is a, a lot lot a lot a lot a lot of love. Well you know, I think it's I, I the thing is I knew that, I was told that before I started, but I don't think you really know until you experience it. Exactly. You're just like, ah, let me say so what? I know. Uh-uh. Yeah, I yeah. You know, actually, another thing that I probably tell myself is to just do everything, anything, any opportunity that comes to you, just to do it. Um, you know, if it, fall, if it falls in line with, with, with your message, obviously, it can't just be like, but... But the thing is, like, as long as it's not going to damage your career, then you just never know what comes from what opportunity. Certain things, like big opportunities can come from the tiniest thing that you never thought was going to happen or never thought anything was going to come of. Um, I've had that happen to me so many times. Like, I'd do something which was, like, for free, and I'd think, why am I doing this for free? I'm so over this now. But, you know, whatever. And then I'd meet someone there that ended up being, like, you know, the person that I wrote my next best song with or, um, you know, someone that, that I then got put in a session with another artist that I wanted to work with for ages or, you know, things like that. So I just feel like you never know what can come from any opportunity. 
Nope, you just never know. I agree with you 100%. Um, and that one thing that I learned is that um, many people will come to you out of the woodwork as telling you they give you a star. Don't believe them. Don't believe them. Do your diligence. Reach people. <laughs> left and right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's really sad. I mean, those, oh, I just, and then people get scammed out of thousands of dollars. It's just wow. Yeah. You, this industry is so There's so many things you can enjoy, but there's so many things you truly have to look out for. Mm-hmm. And yeah. one last thing: what is a quote or message or passage? you like to use to motivate yourself or when you're feeling down what do you like to say to push yourself hmm what do I say to push myself I mean the journey thing is I I, I do always remind myself that to enjoy the journey and and to focus on that journey because quite often you've got one kind of event or something that you're aiming towards and if it hasn't happened yet you feel really disheartened so I'm always telling myself it's about the journey like just for, and one other thing is I'm like just each day as it comes, each day as it comes. Just let's focus on right now, here, right now. All you have to do yep. is this. All you have to do is the next thing that you're about to do, and only focus on that, and don't think about what's ahead of that. No, I completely agree with you. What's yours? Me is I write my own narrative. Ah, nice. And I've had, you know, I started to do that this past year because of many different things. But, um, you know, people always argue that the press, oh, they always write the wrong things. And I said, that's because you've enabled the press. If somebody writes something that's not true about me, I always get them to either change it or take it down. So I'm, don't, I don't pay any cost. And also, sometimes people want to pigeonhole you um, in a specific genre. Or stuff mm-hmm. like that, but you know who you are as an artist. So I say I write my own narrative. You can't tell me who or what I am. I will <laughs> tell you that. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and I'll be honest, on a daily basis, I'm always thinking, oh my god, I don't know if I want to do this music thing. And then somebody will call me, or I'll get an email to motivate me and say, no, no, that's all. I love this song. It's really, I needed to hear this. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it was worth it. Um, yeah, because I always I always say if you if you manage to reach just one person with your with whatever song you've written, it it feels like it's worth it. That's right. I agree with you. Now tell our audience where they can find you on this wonderful internet. <laughs> this incredible internet space that we all love so much. You can find me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and it's all at Salt Ashes. Easy. Well, Easy. I am so happy that you were able to log on. <laughs> on Finally, thank you so much for, for being so patient with that. Oh, no worries. The internet is just, you know, these gadgets, all these platforms are different. They're crazy. They drive us crazy. But this is the world we live in. You know, we multitask. We try to get things done. Sometimes things happen like that. But you got on and... I'm honored to have you on chatting with Nat. It was my pleasure. Um, oh, you're thank awesome. you so much. You have it's a great day chatting to you. Thank you. You have a great voice. You have a great message. I hope everybody listens to your music. 
I mean, because thank uh, you. Yeah, come and say hi. I it, it, I love it. And I can't so, wait to check out your music as well. Oh, thank you so much. It's similar to the stuff I like to talk about. I mean, I talk about a lot of many different things, but you hit on a lot of subjects that are just so real, and I think that's what the world needs is the realness of the, uh, the artistry that we can give out there. So thank you for that. Yeah, thank um, you. All right, everybody. This is Chatting with Nat with Recording Art. It's called Ashes. It's amazing. You heard her, where you can find her music. But if you don't remember, we have that beautiful thing called Google. Just Google her and find her amazing repertoire, stream her stuff, buy her stuff. Yeah, you know, people can still buy stuff. Um, you know, we're trying to make a living doing this music. We're trying to get the messages out. Um, follow us. Love us. Don't please love us. Please. <laughs> Don't be crazy and stalkerish, but you know what I mean. Yeah, just right. love us with the right amount. <laughs> with the right amount. All right. Until next time on Chatting with Nat. Bye. <laughs> with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.